Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It is Monday, the 13th of March, and my name is Mike Rauber. As always on Monday, Mentor Pochinci will give his technical view on the market. And with U.S. banks in focus following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, we are pleased to have our own banking analyst, Roger Degen, on this show. But first, as always, on a brief market wrap. Most market participants were waiting on Friday for the U.S. jobs report, which pointed towards continuous tightness in the U.S. labor market, but also some easing wage growth and thus inflationary pressures. But it was the second largest collapse of a U.S. bank ever, Silicon Valley Bank, which drove equities and bond yields sharply lower. And the story continued over the weekend. U.S. authorities announced that customers of the bank will be able to access all their money today, both insured, and this marks the big step, uninsured deposits. This is very important as many startup firms that have raised funds from their investors are holding the cash at that bank. A new lending program was also announced by the U.S. Federal Reserve officials that should be big enough to protect all uninsured deposits in the wider U.S. banking system. And regulators also closed New York Signature Bank. And as this is really an evolving situation, just hitting the wire now, HSBC bought the UK branch of Silicon Valley Bank for one pound. In market reaction this morning, investors are reducing bets for central bank tightening. And so the two-year US Treasury yield is down another 16 basis points to 4.42%. Now this marks an incredible drop of 0.7% in the last three days. The sharpest such move since Black Monday in 1987, so even sharper than in 2008 during the Great Financial Crisis. As a consequence, the yield curve has flattened by an incredible 40 basis points to now around 70 basis points, but it still remains inverted. The US dollar is falling, but US equity futures are really showing that the market likes the news from what the US federal, what the US officials have done. U.S. equity futures are up 1.8%, making up for more than Friday's losses. And Bitcoin, too, has really been on a roller coaster ride. At one point below $20,000, it is now back above $22,000. Over to Asia, Hong Kong is up 2%, and there it is really the signs of policy continuity, with an announcement on the final day of China's National People's Congress that both the central bank governor and finance minister will both keep their positions. But Japanese shares are down 1% on the back of further yen strengthening, with banks leading the sell-off there. In what could have been the news if Silicon Valley Bank did not collapse, is that Iran and Saudi Arabia are engaging again by setting up embassies in in their respective Countries. Now, this is really a major move, considering that these are really two, considered two adversaries in the Middle East. In terms of economic data releases this week, if one wants to focus just on three figures, one, it's U.S. inflation on Tuesday, two, China industrial production on Wednesday, and three, ECB meeting on Thursday. 
And while Q1 earnings season is largely over, some notable companies will report their results this week, including Volkswagen, Adobe, BMW, Inditex, and FedEx. And so this is all on the market wrap. I now hand over to you, Mentor. Good morning. Uh, what's your take? Yes, uh, good morning. So uh, we heard it, uh, equity sold off on uh, Friday and it has the feeling of panic selling. So when we look at put volume, we see that it is record put volume uh, on record, which we have seen in US equities. Secondly, when we look at the S&P 500, we see that 86% of all stocks are in a short-term downtrend now. But nevertheless, uh, with the recovery in equities, it seems like that maybe equities, the S&P 500, can defend its support at 3,900. And maybe in the bond market, we have a trend change. So the trend of rising interest rates might be reversing uh, in the US and probably in Europe as well. Interesting. Thank you, Mentor. Um, I mentioned before that we've really had a sharp uh, drop in the two-year yield, the sharpest over three days since 1987. If you would look at it from a technical perspective, uh, what do such sharp moves usually tell you? Are they lasting or can these just be short-term moves? Well, when we look at the US interest rates picture, then we see a diversion. So basically, it was only the two-year yield, which was trading above the October highs. The 10-year and the 30-year yield were not trading there. And so that's probably a signal that the two-year yield is aligning with the 10-year and 30-year yield for a bit um, uh, lower interest rates. So the signal most likely here from this point of view is that interest rates in the US are at least going sideways, if not lower from the current readings. Thank you. And maybe lastly, what about gold? Did it hold up as a safe haven? Yes, I mean, gold in the short term was able to rebound. But when we look at the chart, as long as gold remains below 1920, 1930, we still think that this is a topping process and that gold has further downside risk, uh, further risks on the downside with a key support at uh, 1,780. Thank you very much, uh, Mentor, for these comments and thought. Uh, very interesting. And now I'm pleased to have Roger Degen from uh, the equity research team joining us. Uh, he covers banks at Julius Baer, so we thought it is a good time to have him on the show today. Good morning, Roger. Yeah, thank you, Mike, and good morning from my side. Uh, yeah, indeed, last week uh, brought considerable turbulence in the US as well as uh, European banking sector following uh, the announced liquidation of uh, crypto bank Silvergate on Thursday and announced the rights offering of SVB Financial on Wednesday evening. What this event showed that the specific sections, particularly concentrated in the US tech and venture capital sector, uh, increasingly uh, suffered from or are suffering from cash drains, which uh, translates into a shrinking deposit base, primarily for banks with a client base tilted to this sector. So what is the read across for the banking industry? We want to emphasize that SVB is an outlier in the industry as it was a stock in long duration bond in a long duration bond portfolio while in in general the bank industry is tilted to shorter duration bond portfolios. Moreover SVB's client deposits are considerably more rate sensitive given the large portion of corporate deposits 
which are not insured by the FDIC and uh, where competitive pressure to raise deposit rates is higher. And as mentioned, the tech clients experiencing liquidity drains due to the current subdued venture capital market activity. Finally, SVB has an unusually high portion of bond investments in percent of interest earning assets at around 50 or a little bit more than 50%. And only around 30% of this is in loans, while normally banks are in in a 10 to 30% range for bonds and uh, 60 to 90% uh, for loans. Still, for the U.S. banking sector, we anticipate incrementally intensifying deposit competition, particularly at regional banks, with more swiftly rising deposit funding costs. There should be, however, no funding problem, as uh, yesterday there was a kind of backstop uh, funding facility provided by the Fed in exchange for U.S. treasuries and uh, agency securities. On the European banking side, we see currently few impact as European depositors are more inertial. The portion of retail deposits is usually large and abundant. And uh, deposit trends at most European banks over the last quarter were essentially stable. Last but not least, the European uh, banks have significant deposit holdings at the ECB, hence there is absolutely no need to liquidate bonds at a loss. So while the quality of uh, deposit franchises and the trends in deposit costs will become more of a focal point, the current trends of rising rates are still playing on the side of the European banks and uh, we remain positive for European shares, particularly after the European banking sector uh, lost 5% uh, last week. So with this, I hand back to Mike. Thank you. Thank you very much, Roger, for this extensive uh, review and also outlook on for European, but also US banks. This concludes today's show. Please tune in for our show tomorrow again. We will provide you with further updates on the fallout from the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.